The New York Yankees are one of the most famous teams in sports history. When you think of the best teams in baseball history, the Yankees are probably one of the first teams you think of. When you talk about the greatest Yankees teams ever, the 1998 Yankees come to mind. They were flat out dominant in 1998. But in order to fully understand the greatness of that team, you need to go back to understand the struggle they had endured before the late 90s. The 1980s were a notable period of Yankee struggle. It is often thought of as the lost decade. During the 80s, the Yankees only made the playoffs twice, in 1980 and in 1981 with a shortened season. They then experienced the longest playoff drought in team history since the 1910s. Over a period of 12 years, from 1982 to 1993, the Yankees missed the playoffs. There were some pretty bad teams within that period, but not every year was terrible. It was just that there always seemed to be one team in the ALEs that was slightly better. In 1994, things were starting to look up for the Yankees. They were the best they'd ever been in a decade, but then the biggest baseball strike since 1904 hit. The team owners proposed a salary cap, and the Players Association unanimously voted to go on strike. The season ended without a postseason, and the Yankees finished 70-43, and 43, uh, the best record in the AL, and only four games behind the Expos for the best record in the MLB. After the 94 strike, baseball morale was at an all-time low. The 1980s were a period tainted by drug scandals, the NBA and NFL were rising in popularity, and the strike was the nail on the coffin. Baseball fans had never felt worse about the state of the game. Heading into the late 90s, the Yankees seemed to be on the rise. In 1996, Derek Jeter became the new star of the Yankees. He won Rookie of the Year batting 314 and helped the Yankees win their first World Series in 18 years. Jeter ended up being a near-unanimous Hall of Famer and the face of the Yankees organization for the rest of his career. The 1995 World Series win marked the start of a new Yankees dynasty. Now onto what I believe is the greatest baseball team of all time. The 1998 Yankees were an incredible team. They were perfectly balanced. Even though there were all-star players on the team like Paul O'Neill, Derek Jeter, and Scott Brosius, the team wasn't dominated by any single player. Everyone had their role. There was a different leader in batting average, home runs, hits, total bases, and walks. No player on the team hit 30 home runs, and despite this, they still led the league in run scores. The Yankee hitters weren't the only good part of the team. They had a dominant pitching staff as well. The rotation was comprised of David Cohn, Andy Pettit, David Wells, Orlando Hernandez, and Hideki Arubu. They had a combined record of 79 and 35. The bullpen, helmed by Mar Mariano Rivera, was the best reliever of all time. He was just as dominant as the starting rotation. Mariano holds the MLB record for most saves with 652, and in 1998, he helped lead the Yankees' bullpen to a combined record of 28 and 9. The Yankees' bench was incredibly good having a higher OBP 370 than the starters 317. The Yanks ended the regular season with a record of 114 and 48, which was an American League record at the time. With this record, they finished first place in the AL East, 22 heads, games ahead of the second place Red Sox. The Yankees started the playoffs in the ALDS playing the Texas Rangers. The series ended a sweep and the Yankees only allowed one run and 13 hits over the three games. In the ALCS, they played the Cleveland Indians and ended up falling behind two games to one at the start of the series. A first inning home run by Paul O'Neill in Game 4, however, gave them the boost they needed to proceed to win the next three games and punch their ticket to the World Series. There, they faced the San Diego Padres. The Yankees had two comeback wins in the series and ended up sweeping the Padres. The Yankees' record in the postseason was 11-2, bringing their combined record up to 125-50, which is a record that still stands today. 1998 was a historic season for baseball. The Yankees had one of the best MLB seasons in history, and the McGuire and Sosa home run chase brought a lot of fans back to the game, which was desperately needed after the 1994 strike. The 98 Yankees got overshadowed by the McGuire and Sosa chase, and while that historic chase ended up being tainted by controversy when all the steroid usage came to light, the 1998 season for the Yankees never was. The Yankees have faced many challenges in the years leading up to the 90s, and those great Yankees teams of the late 90s, which were sparked by the 98 team, helped bring the Yankees franchise back and baseball back from the grave. And that's why the 98 Yankees are the greatest baseball team ever.
All right, I am Will Dawson. I'm here with podcast producer Dave and O'Grady. We're hey. in the Performing Arts Center to talk about the 1998 Yankees. Um, I think they were the greatest baseball team ever just because of the history leading up to that year, um, all the struggle the Yankees went through during the 80s and leading up to the 90s and how that great 1994 season was cut short by the strike. So I just think there's a, a lot of history and it it was a great season that really brought baseball back when it really needed to be revived. So it's sort of interesting that uh, we're doing this today um, because <laughs> the World Series just got set, right? Yeah, correct. And, uh, you know, my beloved Phillies <clears throat> got knocked out. But the Astros, who got bounced in Game 7, were seeking to be the first team to repeat since the Yankees yeah. in 2000. And this mm-hmm. team in 1998 really kicks off that three in a row, four and five years. And that's something, look, we see this in basketball a little bit. We mm-hmm. even saw this with the Patriots a little bit in football. Yeah, We do not see this in baseball. Like This kind of feels like this team in this three-year span, it's almost like a bygone era right now. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't happen like very much anymore. Like last time was the Yankees, and it just seems like every year there's a different team. That like one one year they'll be good, one year they'll be terrible. Like the Nationals in 2019, they were great. 2019 and then 2020, 2021, they were they were terrible. Yeah, so uh, I'm really glad. I think you couldn't have found a better person to talk about the 1998 Yankees than a lifelong diehard Boston Red Sox fan. (laughs) Um, But even as a lifelong diehard Boston Red Sox fan, uh, I always put my love of baseball and my respect of the history of the game of baseball above all else. And the 98 Yankees, I mean, if I agree with you, they absolutely belong in that in that upper echelon of like what are the greatest baseball teams of all time. Now you were talking about their their, their down years that they had in the 80s, mm-hmm. and that they always fell behind to one. You know, there was always one team team that was just better than them. We could talk about that if we want to, but yeah. really, like like you said, it it set up something that when Derek Jeter came into the New York Yankees in '96 and won that World Series, and then and then created. I mean, the 1998 Yankees were the best balanced team that you, you could possibly have. You had young stars like Jeter yeah. that really mattered. You had older vets like Paul O'Neill that kind of got to have leadership on that. Mm-hmm. You had power and speed at the plate. You had power hitting on both sides of the plate. You had power pitching from both sides of the mound, righty and lefty coming at you. And you have the greatest closer of all time in the 1998 Yankees. Yeah. It's impossible to dispute that they are regarded as one of the greatest baseball teams of all time. Yeah. And that tasted like battery acid coming out of my <laughs> mouth. Yeah, I mean, it's, in, it's incredible. Like, that's a rare thing to have all that uh, just, like, talent come together and, like, perfectly, perfectly match. Like, it seems like today there's, like, the game's filled with, like, big egos and players who've signed giant contracts, like, wanted to be like the best on the team and like really worried about their statistics but that team they had no personal agendas they were all just out there trying to win it's kind of interesting too that like so they win in 96 but if you guys remember they were huge underdogs to the braves right the braves had won in 95 and they had this all-time pitching staff arguably the greatest pitching staff of all right and you know it was sort of and the yankees if you guys remember they lost the first two correct in new york and then they run off this four in a row and then they get bounced the next year and then all of a sudden, for the next three years, it's like they run roughshod through everybody. Yeah. And in 1998, when we're talking about the all-time like great, 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 great teams, regular season records are important, right? Yeah. It's almost a shame that the Mariners in 01 right. <laughs> broke this team's record yeah. and they don't have it. Right. Um, it's almost a shame. Um, 
but they swept the Padres. Now the yeah. Padres weren't the greatest team ever, but it was just almost like this, like your final submission of all-time great teams. Yeah. We are heavily favored in the World Series, and they just laid it on the poor Padres. Yeah. Um, and that's what really great teams do. Yep. Um, when you even just talk about the record of what that 98 Yankees team did, I looked up too because, again, like, whenever, like as a Red Sox fan, this particular era of the Yankees was extremely painful because the Red Sox were really freaking good. Yeah. We had our yeah. own star shortstop who was a young stud named Nomar Garcia Parra, and I will still put up, as far as statistics go, he was a better ball player than Derek Jeter. What 98 That's Yankees did, yeah. what the 98 <laughs> Yankees hot. did was they built Joe Torre as a j- brilliant manager, really built the team around Derek Jeter's personality. Mm-hmm. It, like Jeter just had he he identified that Jeter has that thing of like you play baseball the right way and yeah. you're gonna win. Like you just find ways to win. And they like by '98 they had really wrapped the identity of that team around like Derek Jeter was the was the face of the franchise. And yeah. That was the identity of the team. And I looked up the Red Sox record. They won ni- the Red Sox won 92 games that season in wow. 98, which is which a would lot. Have, which would have most teams winning the, the 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 division that year with with like room to spare. And they were back 12 games. <laughs> they were back 12 games on that Yankees team. Yeah. I mean, that's absurd that's to win 92 funny. games and be 12 games out of the division. So like, it, I mean. It's it's still painful to talk about. I yeah. like I have so much love and respect for Derek Jeter now that he's done playing. And he's destroyed the Marlins. Like I'm, I have a lot of love for Derek Jeter now because I can look back and just again as a baseball fan. But I really can't yeah. describe how much pain that that '98, that late '90s, early 2000s Yankees team caused me in my <laughs> life. Yeah, I mean, going back to Derek Jeter, like he was that poster boy. Like he no controversies like he was like what you wanted as like the face of a team like no just, just like the perfect ball player he's dating mariah carey you know, like come on man that. like he was like, mr yeah. new york he's winning life like yeah it was uh he was winning life and now if you turn on uh the golf rider cup we have to see him have his flight delayed and he has to drive home to his family <laughs> every five seconds in that commercial so Derek jeter just Thanks a lot for that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, now he's back in, uh, like, with ESPN, like, covering, like, the postseason with, like, A-Rod and Ortiz. Like, he's and apparently causing, like, cowboy hat controversy on really? Twitter. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's sort of interesting, though, you bring up Rodriguez, not to stray too far from the 1998 Yankees, but it almost seems like they went away from that in the mid-2000s. That's correct. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, all the things that you're talking about, like... Scott Brocious was the third baseman on yeah. the 1998 team. Like, we're talking Correct. about this team like they're loaded with all-stars, you know, top to bottom. That wasn't necessarily yeah, they really, the case, they only had, right? They had four all-stars that year, I think. Which um, seems insane And two of them were Jeter it. and Mariano Rivera, which yeah. be, and probably Andy Pettit. And so yeah, like, that means, like, what was it, Bernie Williams was probably the fourth all-star? That'd be good to look up. But, like, Brocious was, he was one of them. Brocious was. Yeah. But that means, like, I mean, like, Ber- uh, God, like, Bernie Williams was, even back in the 90s, was, like, he was a Yankee who I loved to hate. Like, I, I just sure. love Bernie Williams. 
I have an yeah. anecdote about Paul O'Neill if you want one. And yeah. Paul's my dad. So my dad uh, traveled a lot for Absolutely. work when I was in high school. Okay. And, and he was in a in a hotel somewhere. And the Yankees apparently were in town and staying in the hotel. That's so awesome. my dad's on the elevator. And uh, Paul O'Neill gets on with him on the lobby. And they're riding up. And my Paul O'Neill's trying to play cool. And he just looks over and goes, how's it going? I'm Paul. And my dad, born and bred Boston Red Sox fan, <laughs> just looks over and goes, I know who you are. And I don't care, and I don't need to speak to you. What? Red Sox man. <laughs> then ding, his floor elevator opens, and he walks off, and just left Paul O'Neill standing. Wow, there. boy, what an alpha! Yeah, that is. No, look, look, the term "masshole" is an appropriate man. statement, but like th- that's my '98 Yankees, like because this was again, like this was right oh, around that time where like it was like '98, '99 when this yeah. interaction happened. So it was right then. Yeah, that's... and we were in pain, and we didn't want to see it anymore. Just, just sick of everyone. Yeah. Well. So there you go. Here's your anecdote. When you're winning, yeah. you know, four and five years and you haven't won in, what was it at that point, 80 years or yeah. something? I understand that vibe. I yeah. understand that. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm not above that. Even more with the, uh, with the curse, you know, like with Babe at, Ruth. At that point, we were like in the, like the throes of painful distress with that curse. Yes. Yeah. Like it was, it was extremely painful. And again, we were winning 92 baseball games and we had the other greatest shortstop in baseball on our team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, fr- it was hard. It was very hard to experience. I can look back on it now with the, the, the benefit of four World Series trophies in Fenway yeah. since then. And I can I can approach that differently, but I can still access the way that that felt. It was unhappy. It yeah. was unsettling. And I want to go back to O'Grady's point too that he brought up about like the way the '98 Yankees was constructed and how they got away from that in the early 2000s. Like mm-hmm. this is just a baseball point for me. That because the Red Sox did the, did the same thing when the Yankees started overspending for guys like A. Rod and overspending mm-hmm. on yeah. some of their pitchers that were aging and probably shouldn't have got the contracts that mm-hmm. they got, spending money on guys like. The Red Sox at that point had built, developed their farm system and built a new identity that mm-hmm. w- they were doing it with guys that weren't just, you know, mega stars. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure. And it was funny because the Red Sox followed that trajectory then, too. It was yeah. just like they had a few years like that and then they started overspending. And it's like both teams kind of had to get back to who they were, you know, like they had to bring in Joe Girardi to kind of remind the Yankees organization what it was like to be to be in that Yankees clubhouse in the 90s. You know, yeah. and so. You know, both teams had to, like, go through that and come back around. And I, that's what I think is, like, really great about baseball. It's, you can buy the best players in the world. That's Doesn't, fine. That's not how you win baseball. Yeah, I mean, look, the Mets this year, they had the highest payroll, and they didn't even make the playoffs. Padres. Padres. Look at the Padres. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. Orioles Much did incredible. Yeah, that's a good had a really point. bad year yeah. this year. <sighs> we don't need to talk about the Padres on a 98 no, Yankees podcast. Yes, no, yes. Will, no, do you have anything no. to close this out with? Final um, thoughts on the Yankees? Yeah, I just I think they're up there for the best teams of all time, like, there you go. Yeah. That's... What do you think? What do you think about the Yankees moving forward next year? If you're a Yankees guy, uh, how do you, how do you feel about them? I am nervous. I feel like we might be going through a, a decent period of of struggle. Uh-huh. I'm hoping we get the rookies in, like actually playing, like we did towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. To, yeah. To say the least. Well, you're gonna have Judge locked up most likely. Do you think you're gonna yes. do things like cut bait on on? John Carlos Stanton and some of the, like the, the the heavy weight that's like definitely dragging the team down right now. I mean, honestly, like, well, we we got rid of Donaldson and Hicks this year. Like, I yep. feel like that's the direction we're headed. Now, yeah. I feel like Stanton, we're not gonna give up on him like just yet. But I feel like maybe a couple more years of this, then we we probably will, and yeah. we should because I mean, it's just better for the future of the team if we cut the get get more at bats for younger guys, in my opinion. Yeah. 
so yeah i'm i'm optimistic and i i feel like we've had a problem of overspent like make, just making terrible like free agent decision or trade decisions like with donaldson and with hicks like two terrible decisions they didn't they didn't pan out at all and this year with the harrison bader trade we traded montgomery away and now yeah he's pitching in the world series so yeah that uh i'm i feel like we need to like reevaluate the uh just how we're operating the team in general i think there's an interesting point there too because Brian Cashman was also the GM that put together the 1998 Yankees. Well, thing he, and I got to think that that team has bought that man a lot of equity. They because definitely name one other Name one other organization that's had one GM for the past, like, 20-plus years, 30 years. Yeah. The Spurs in basketball is the only <laughs> one I have. There you go. That's, yeah, that's crazy. But a lot of that wasn't even him. Like, it was the previous GM that, like, set all that up, like, got everyone on that team. Cashman just was there when... Like the first, was there when they struck gold. Yeah. Boy. Shots fired late, too. Tough burns on Brian Cashman. Shots I'm here for that late, all day, Will. You want to complain about yeah. Brian Cashman, you come to this theater anytime man. you want. So, yeah. Cool. Thanks for having me on, man. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thank you guys. Sure.